Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. You're listening to The Morning Mix. If you've just joined us, a very good morning to you and welcome to the programme. Now it's time to get soapy with our very own bubbly soap dish. It's David Jorgensen joining us from Inside Soap Magazine. Hello, David. Good morning. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you today? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thank you. Good, 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 good. Are you looking forward to your weekend? Um, yeah, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing planned, <laughs> Oh, do you know? Oh, Lovely, yeah. <laughs> well, do you know, I am looking forward to my weekend. I've got friends coming around for dinner tomorrow night, so that'll be nice. But Sunday, I know I've got to do a bit of tidying up because, uh, you know, my house was flooded not so long ago. Uh, well, I'm still getting round to sort of putting it back together. So uh, Sunday's not going to be a great one, but hey-ho, it's the weekend. What's he doing? What food-wise were you doing for the friends? I'm making a homemade lasagna. How? Give us all the, give us all, come, talk us through it like Nigella, come on. Okay, I will. First of all, the garlic and the onions go in, then the mince, then pretty much a whole bottle of wine, uh, then tomato puree, then tomatoes, uh, tinned of course, and Italian seasoning, bit of sugar, stock cubes to salt it, uh, and that's your bolognese, and then I shall layer it with uh, some homemade bechamel. Oh no, he's gone. He's hung up on me. <laughs> okay, well, hopefully uh, Vlad will call David again and we will get him back on the line very, very shortly. But uh, yeah, that's what my uh, lasagna recipe seems to do to people. Uh, obviously puts them off <laughs> speaking to me. David, are you back? I see. I am back. Yeah, sorry. I was shocked <laughs> into silence by that. I don't know what happened there. You just, you were ranting off a list of ingredients and then I was just like, yeah. the well, line suddenly went completely quiet. I was like, what's going on? Do you know something? I thought that you had hung up on me because you were hightailing it up to Glasgow to have some of my lasagna because it just sounds so fantastic. Yeah, Joe, that's what it was, yeah. Yes, exactly. I know exactly what you're up to, David Georgeson. <laughs> this is great to have you here. There's been so much happening in Soapland over the last week. Uh, we'll start off with Emmerdale. And uh, last night, oh, poor Moira, she walked in and Kane and Charity. I mean, I mean, you know, she must have known. I, mean, I, I, I love Moira. Moira is brilliant. and But it's just like, did you not? see this coming you know it's it's uh, you don't get with Kane and then expect charity dingle to just fade away into the background do you I mean it's always about chaining it I'm calling them chain like all the, the fans do now sorry Kane and charity um you, you know they're just uh, they're always going to be together at some point there's always going to be that link isn't there and I don't think any woman can come between them at this stage now and Moira's given it a best shot but I don't think it's going to work for in the long term, is it at all? No, I don't think so. I mean, I suppose it was always on the cards, but, you know, I do like Moira, and I do actually like Moira and Kane. I felt she kept him in line, but then that's a bit boring for Soapland, isn't it? So, you well, know. that's the thing. I mean, I love Moira as well, but I think she could do a lot better than Kane, to be honest, because I think, I think seeing um, Kane and Charity together is absolutely brilliant, and the stuff they get up to. I mean, this is what I love about Emmerdale, is that they've got some really quite gruesome people you would not want to know in real life, people like Charity and Kane, but on screen you actually really root for them and you actually want them to succeed in everything that they do i mean by right someone like kane all the stuff that he's got up to in the past you should hate him charity meanwhile two kids who she really couldn't care less about it seems and you know she's she's just walked away from all this stuff and you know you think you you should be horrible but you actually love her she's brilliant so yeah that's what i really like about emmerdale is that you they're making us like these really horrible people oh it's true i tell you i wouldn't mind knowing kane in real life tell you that for nothing anyway uh... All right, calm down calm down <laughs> oh, you know what actually I'll let, I'll let you into a little soap secret um mm-hmm. in, in, in real life jeff hordley who plays kane is married to zoe henry who plays um rona 
and they don't really have any scenes together in the middle because their characters aren't really that linked in in many ways apart from like seeing each other in the Wolfpack. But when we did the photo shoot with Zoe Henry recently, and uh, she turned up and I met her from the car, and she had a cane dingle keyring, which I thought was absolutely brilliant. Oh, that's fantastic! Absolutely <laughs> yeah. brilliant. Oh, I'd love to meet them all. I really, really would. Anyway, not that I'm sitting here green with envy or anything, but uh, let's uh, continue talking about kids that feel that uh, they couldn't be less cared about, and uh, that's the way Lachlan's feeling at the moment because. Because he is not happy with his mother Chrissy, is he? She's lied to him. Well, Chrissy has just kind of turned into into what and we're not allowed to say the b word at this stage in the morning i don't think but yeah she's absolutely out and out villain at this stage now she's given all the the soap villainesses i've run for the money isn't she and she's re- got rid of andy and uh and now she's set setting her sights on preserving her family doing away with whatever comes in her way and uh i think quite a few men need to watch out yeah she is really going for them now i don't think anything could stop her yeah, exactly. I mean, she is turning into a real super villainess. She really is. Uh, I don't know if I like it or not, but uh, she's playing the part really well at the moment. Um, I tell you what was very touching last night. Laurel and Ashley's picnic in the park. And uh, I, I actually felt for Ashley when that little girl came running up and took a bit of their cake. Um, I thought that was really quite sweet, but I felt sad for him because it kind of made him realise that he's probably not going to see his daughter at that age. No, that's the thing. Well, uh, tune in tonight because uh, this story is going to change dramatically and I think there's going to be some very uh, trying times for Laurel and um, Ashley coming up. Um, it's 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 going to be a mixture of good and bad news, I think, for them. And we all know what's happened with uh, with, with Ashley. He's got vascular dementia and he's not going to get better anytime soon. And uh, Well, not at all, in fact, of course. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a managed decline at this stage now. And uh, it's how best they can do that as a family. And uh, um, there is a ray of hope, of course, in the fact that Laurel is pregnant and and, uh, yeah, tune in tonight because there's going to be some major scenes. Absolutely. OK, let's move over to Coronation Street. And uh, oh, it's all kicking off between Liz and Leanne and Steve. Liz is not a happy lady. And Steve is now saying that he'll boot his mother out if she doesn't stop interfering. This is fantastic, isn't it? This is well, I think this is one of Corey's best storylines in a long time, involving all the main characters who we've seen for years and something completely different. So I love the fact that Leanne is now drawn into into all of the things that are going on with the McDonald family, Liz and Steve, and Michelle's on the periphery of it all, trying to make sense of what's going on, and she has no idea of the, the truth of the matter, of course. And then brought into this, of course, is Nick. And, you know, all these people have been around for years, and all these people we actually really love in Coronation Street, and they're all at the centre of this really good story storyline i don't think we've seen the last of the twists and turns for any stretch of the imagination i think this is going to be one storyline that goes on and on and on in a really good way and we're all going to be really gripped by this one now i've heard a few rumors about things that are coming up and uh, i don't know if they're true or not but i really hope they are fingers crossed oh you can pm me later david and let me know no, all about no, oh, no. Honestly, no 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 such a killjoy honestly it's friday for goodness sake man um listen i tell you steve needs to talk in a slightly quieter tone um he tends to forget that uh, walls have ears i mean he, he, he was shouting at his mother the other night about leanne carrying his love child and uh yeah i thought to myself you know she could be standing outside the door well, there's quite a few people who could be stood outside that door, couldn't they? Couldn't they? And it's just, uh, it's. I've got a feeling that uh, at some point, people who really do not need to know this information are going to be finding out. That's just my hunch. And uh, yeah, I think uh, it's all going to kick off. But yeah, it's brilliant. I really, really love it. Corey really is hammering this storyline with a bang and it's fantastic. 
Well, do you know, another storyline going on in Corrie is Maria. Now, obviously, she wants her place back to herself. Uh, she hasn't been very happy with Kaz in recent times. We see that Kaz had uh, her ex-husband that died, Liam's watch, hidden in her bed. She's made up some excuse as to why it was there because they were burgled. But Kaz seems to be orchestrating this fear in Maria and giving her dodgy phone calls so that um, she keeps her living at the house with her and, and so she's not living alone anymore. It's very strange, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, Kaz really is someone who needs control in in, in all these things, and uh, it's I, I, where is this going to go for Maria? Maria's very vulnerable. I think she's she's a very strong person, but at the same time, she's been through a lot in her life, and uh, she's very quite lonely, I think, as well. And uh, yeah, she really doesn't need someone like Kaz in her life at all. And I think the the Connor family needs to stage an intervention at some point, but I'm not sure if that's going to happen anytime soon. And uh, yeah, it's it's very worrying indeed. I hope Maria can get through this. Maria, of of course, no stranger to uh, to weird phone calls and stalking. Of course, she did exactly the same to Tyrone and Fizz a couple of years ago when uh, she was in a very strange state of mind herself. And uh, yeah, it's, it's so it's a bit sad, really. Yeah, it's a bit sad for Maria. Actually, I feel a wee bit sorry for her right now. Although she always sounds like she's crying when she talks, whether she's happy or sad. <laughs> Don't you think? <laughs> Can you blame her? <laughs> exactly. Okay, last but not least, let's talk EastEnders. Oh, my goodness. It looks like there's a pregnancy afoot. Mm-mm-mm. Yes, indeed. Uh, it's, it's, this is uh, uh, this is something that, that, that I'm not sure that uh, soaps have really uh, tackled before in, in in any great way. And uh, it looks like, uh, uh, yes, the, the pregnancy storyline is going to run and run on this one now. And uh, just like Coronation Streets, with the, the babies are always at the centre of things in Soapland. And it looks like in EastEnders, it's, it's going to be exactly the same. Well, exactly. I mean, I think, you know, I don't know how old Denise is, but um, we know that Kush is obviously a lot younger than her and that uh, Carmel is her best friend. So, you know, who's Kush's mother, obviously. So this is going to be really awkward. Now, we saw Carmel uh, confide in Kush last night to tell him that Denise is pregnant. He must be absolutely bricking it. Um, I think Kush is would be bricking it, but at the same time secretly pleased as well because he's had a lot of heartache when it comes. He just wants to be a dad, and you know he he almost had that with Shabnam, and they lost uh, baby Zaya, of course, and and then he obviously is father baby Arthur with Stacy, but he's not really even though he is Arthur's father, and they've all acknowledged that he's not exactly there all the time because obviously Martin is the one who's really raising Arthur and uh, Kush just tries to be as mu- there as much as he can so I think I think Kush would really enjoy having the chance to be a full-time dad but at the same time it's, it's whether Denise would allow something like that Denise of course never expected this she thought she was menopausal so big shock for her as well and I can confirm actually that Denise is 47 years old so it is uh, it, it's not an age when you do expect to be getting pregnant no, it's not, but it'll be a really, really interesting storyline. And actually, I thought they were good together. Yes, absolutely. I think they're a great couple together, yeah. Uh, Denise always really like him, of course, and Kush is just really great. You know, he's just, you know where you stand with Kush, and he has made mistakes in his past, but he's always willing to step up and take responsibility for them as well. Exactly. Um, what else is happening in EastEnders? Well, um, we see that Jay has been allowed back into the house. 
for how long is the big question yes for how long um jay obviously uh really really suffering at the moment as well he uh made that mistake of going out with star star didn't tell them that she was underage and uh yeah jay's now on the sex offenders register and uh, uh it's it, i do feel very very sorry for him indeed and uh yeah he's really been cast out from uh, uh for the community in in walford and there's a few people who do try to to help him but yeah phil who is supposed to be his father figure really doesn't care anymore and just wants him out of them refuses to believe that uh, he was innocent of everything that happened it is so so very sad phil really really needs to start making amends with jay and i don't think that's going to happen no, and I did think it was a very touching moment between Ben and Jay last night. It was nice to see uh, Ben stick up for his bro. Uh, another touching moment last night, uh, just lastly with EastEnders, is uh, Martin and, is it Shamps? 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 What do you call, what do you call Kush's brother? Yeah. Because she's oh, um, Shaki. Shaki, that's it. Um, no, there was, yeah. There was, <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? Shamps. 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 I don't know why. I don't know why. Okay, let's I thought you were talking about shrimpy on the market for a second then. Oh, no, no. Look, I'm really embarrassed. My face is going bright red in the studio now, so we'll move on very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Shaquille. Now, he uh, had a rather touching moment with Martin last night. Obviously, Martin busted into a party where he thought that he was going to, uh, Sha- uh, Shaquille was going to sleep with his daughter, Rebecca. Um, but she had given him a chastity bracelet. He is very, very happy to weigh. And uh, obviously, Obviously, you know, they just had this rather touching moment where, where Martin came over very fatherly because Shaquille doesn't really have a father figure in his life. No, he doesn't. No, Carmel's um, ex-husband is, uh, he, we've never seen him on screen, but he's really quite feckless and just doesn't seem to care about his family or anything else. And uh, he's really broken Carmel's heart and uh, doesn't care about Cushing, certainly doesn't seem to care about Shaki. And um, yeah, he was supposed to have a birthday dinner with his dad and all his dad did was send a PA along with some trainers for him. And it's yeah, really sad. So when, uh, when obviously Martin absolutely furious that Shaki was uh, trying to sleep with Bex. And then when the truth all came out and it wasn't going to happen at all, uh, I think there's a really, really, lovely touching moment where uh, uh, Shaki just wanted some fatherly guidance that he wasn't getting from anywhere else and yeah of course it's quite sad for Kush in a way because I think Kush would quite like to be that guiding figure for Shaki as well but at the same time when it's your own brother talking to you about sex it's not when you're 16 you really really don't need that so yeah it'll be interesting now to see if Martin and Shaki can actually continue that friendly relationship they've got now I've got a feeling that it's going to be quite bumpy and uh, yeah because 16 year olds they don't really tend to be stable do they they tend to get up to all sorts so yeah hopefully uh, Martin can be a a, a guiding force for uh, for Shaki. Oh, I'm cringing. I'm cringing at the thought. Um, Listen, it's been great to chat with you today, David. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, obviously, uh, the lasagna will be ready tonight. Always better second day round. I'll make a little bit extra just in case you change your mind and turn up at the door. But uh, if not, and uh, anybody wants to take a look at Inside Soap magazine, the new copy is brilliant as always. And uh, if you want to take a look, then do go out and buy it. If you can't and you want to take a look online, have you got the fully accessible web address? I do, and remember, you can still vote for Best Soap in the Inside Soap Awards on the, on the website as well, and it's at insidesoap.co.uk. Fantastic. David Georgeson from Inside Soap Magazine, thank you so very much for joining us here on RNIV Connect Radio. We'll speak to you next week. Good morning, everyone. Bye-bye. For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.